Hey guys, welcome to our program, Small Town Worlds, where we talk about world issues from a small town perspective through a biblical lens. Our aim is to spotlight Jesus Christ and spread the gospel while discussing relevant topics we all face day to day. Hello everybody and welcome back. Merry Christmas. Today we're going to talk along that vein and um, I think we're going to discuss Advent and um, hanging of the greens ceremonies and uh, what those things mean to us. And so uh, what did you what did you research, sister? Well, one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about this topic is because I remember, like, even though we grew up in church our whole life, I didn't remember ever go attending a church that did hanging of the greens. We didn't. We never went and, to one. And, and gosh, yeah. we traveled. I mean, you know, we moved around a lot throughout our life, and, and we just had never encountered. If we did, I was so young, I didn't remember doing it. Yeah. And so when I, uh, someone that went to our church years ago first presented the the program, and I still didn't realize the history of it. I didn't know that it was how extensive it was. And so when we were just, I don't, I think about the people that don't grow up in church or like us may just have just never been exposed to certain things and things can sound so churchy, yeah. you know, that yes. you don't, and then you, you feel embarrassed to ask cause you feel like everybody else already knows. And so I thought maybe if we just talked a little bit about the, the history of it and the yeah. Really, the meaning of it—that's kind of what. So I, I I researched a little bit about the history, and um, anyway, what about you? Yeah, I found kind of the same thing. I found um, some uh, historical references and biblical references uh, to those things, and kind of what they what they meant. And um, I'm like you said, we didn't we um, grew up in in church our whole life, and. Um, but we didn't ever have a hanging of the green ceremony. And I didn't experience that until I was an adult. Um, and I loved it. I, I love, I, I love it so much. I think it's, uh, it's one of, it's one of my favorite, um, services during the entire year. Yeah. And it, as much as I love, and I do, I love our Easter service and, and just the remembrance of that time, but there's something so special and just sets the tone, I think for, yeah. The upcoming season, it, it gives you an opportunity to kind of go ahead and um, have have that reality in your mind and that remembrance before you really get into the busyness of yeah. the season. Because I, when I try to set my heart on the the meaning of Christmas in the midst of like this time, like my voice sounds like this right now because of the season that we're in in school and just the, the talking that I have to do and um, yeah you know, just the exhaustion of, of this week, you know? And so I, I, I think if I was having to try to remember now, I would be like, Oh, you know, there's no way that I could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I totally know what you mean. I told you that one of the things, um, that I remembered from living in Germany was how important Christmas was and that it felt more spiritual it felt like they focused more um as opposed to what the commercialism and as opposed to the commercialism of america i felt uh and of course gosh we lived there 30 years ago so that was a long long time ago and so it may be completely different now but i know that when we were there before it was um you could just feel the meaning of the season was there was a there was a different kind of reverence for the holiday to me what do you think attributed to that most that the difference 
Um, you know, Germany is primarily Catholic. Um, the, uh, and so I, I do think that they reverence tradition. We discussed that a little bit. I do think they reverence tradition more than we do. Uh, so I think that probably plays a factor into it. Um, uh, we as evangelicals, I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and I know that there are there are there are good and bad elements to tradition. I not understand that, but yeah. I, I I appreciate that. I did. Yeah, I really do. I, I think that it's such a significant part. Um, in the way the 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 service is designed, this particularly hanging of the greens, not necessarily Advent, but just hanging of the greens. The way the service is designed, it's to just really um, point out and highlight even the decorations that we use, whether yeah. in our church or in our home, and how significant each one of those is scripturally and to the meaning of why we celebrate what we celebrate. Yeah. So I love I love that element of it. Uh, there were two things I was going to point out that um, so the symbolism of the Advent wreath. Um, the Advent wreath, uh, you light a candle uh, for each weekend that at uh, as the time of the coming of the Christ draws ever nearer. God has promised us a savior. And the increasing light of the wreath reminds us of the anticipated arrival of the light that will shine in the darkness of our sin-filled world. And I wanted to say that the Advent wreath originated in Eastern Germany. Um, and it came to the United States as we know it in 1947. There are four candles um, named to bring us the message of Advent, hope, joy, peace, and love. And um, do, so have you ever lit a pink Advent candle? We the, do, the rose. The, the rose the colored, rose colored one. one. The pink candle is lit on the third week, making the halfway point through the Advent. Um, the circle of the wreath is often covered in evergreen, reminding us of God's never-ending love for us and that the fullness of His glory is before us in eternity. Um, I'm sure I'm going to say it wrong, but uh, it was. it's called the Gaudette. The Gaudette Sunday, that's what the third Sunday is called that has the the, the rose-colored rose candle. candle. Um, Advent itself, and, and I remember when I first... Because I knew you had looked that up. When I first um, encountered that word, I'm even though we had been in church our whole life, I didn't know what that meant. I remember, I mean, it's probably been 15, maybe 15 years, may not have even been that long ago. Lee just dropped all her papers. Um may not even have been that long ago, but I mean, it was a pretty good while ago. And when I learned what the word meant, so I looked it back up again just to kind of make sure, yes. but it just means coming. Yeah. It's, it's uh, Latin for coming. And so it's the, it's the celebration of Christ coming initially, but beyond that, it's the celebration of the impending return. It's, it's the, it's the, the hope it's, it's the joy of him coming first, but also the hope of him coming in the future. So I did not realize that until you, I, I really didn't. I don't know how I missed that in life, but. Because <laughs> I, I think it's one of those words you just hear at church and you just think, oh, it's just the celebration. And, you know. And I did not realize that until we were kind of researching. Well, until we were researching for this. And maybe I've heard it before and forgotten yeah. that that was the meaning of, of Advent. But it is, it is looking forward to Christ coming. The other thing that was interesting to me is that the Advent season itself started so long ago. And it's, again, it's one of those things that you just don't, you don't realize. Like one of the dates was like um, 320 AD. Let me see. Yeah, 380. Sorry, 380 AD. And then even the 
the all the different candles and the services like that, I mean, they date back into the 400s. Wow. And so it's a celebration that's been, like you said, it's that tradition that's been being carried on for, you know, centuries. Yeah. Now, it's not just like, you know, talking about the wreath coming to the United States in the 1940s, but that this is something that dates back yeah. really not that not that long after Christ's coming, his right. first coming. Right. The uh, the Christmas tree was kind of the same way. So the symbolism of the tree, trees have been important parts of mankind's history. We think of the tree in the garden and its role in the fall of mankind. We think of the tree, the cross, where our Savior gave his life for redemption. Um Okay, Martin Luther is credited with being the first to put candles, talking about how far back it goes, yeah. on trees. These lights symbolize the, uh, and lights are in quotations, the beauty of the sky and the stars. He had seen the light of the sky reflecting off the snow-covered trees and wanted his wife and children to share that experience. Gilded nuts, paper flowers, and other decorations were laid, later added. So when you think about that... Um, so what year was that? The tree? So it didn't give us a, a a year on the Christmas tree, but if we, uh, I'm trying to when I'm, when was Martin Luther alive? I can't even. Remember I know. What. I'm trying to think too. That's gonna be uh, wasn't it like the 1500s? Yeah, 1400s came to my 14, mind, but it may be 15. I can't even remember now. But yeah, a really long time ago. It's it's a long time ago. Um, the scripture that goes with the Christmas tree is Jeremiah seventeen seven eight. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by the water that sends its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. I always think of Miss Khaki when I read that verse because she loved that, the tree planted by the water. She that was one of her favorite. Absolutely. Yes. She's, yeah, very much so. So I always think about her when I read that verse it was interesting too in the midst of studying that um there are certain which i I believe that it was the eastern orthodox that do um an advent feast i mean a fast rather not feast a fast the opposite um a 40-day fast and so they're wow they fast much like lent for easter the eastern orthodox um do a 40-day fast 40 days prior to uh christmas celebration so that was interesting as well. I didn't. I didn't know there was. That is interesting. A group of people that did that in remembrance. But yeah. I thought how. My first thought was <laughs> how in the world would we? That's what I was sitting here thinking. How in the South are we going to make it through a forty day fast? So obviously that isn't something that ever kind of took hold here. Right. But right. Well, we have Thanksgiving see before, so that would be really really tough. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Because mm-hmm. that that I'm like you. The first thing I thought of when I read that, and I thought forty days, like before, like I think about. Yeah. how much we eat and how often and oh yeah word, and all the crazy. get-togethers every weekend yeah. yeah it would be tough that would be uh that would truly be actually that would probably yeah, that would be tr- yes that would be a genuine fast that for would be sure. a genuine sacrifice yeah yeah the themes that permit you mentioned them just a minute ago hope and um love and joy and peace and i thought it was so in- you just it's just so funny you think it's going to be the same Throughout history, and I guess like so many other things, it varies depending upon which denomination you're talking about or which region of the world. And um, so there were several different orders that were given. Um, One of the ones I found said that week one was typically hope. Uh, Week two was preparation or the the waiting, the, the anticipation of him coming again. But I know the way we celebrate it, we do peace the second week. 
typically. Yeah. Um, week three, joy or peace. And then week four, love or adoration. So that was just one of the orders. But like I said, there were several different variations of the same, you know, yeah. set of themes. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've, we've had, I've had in my home an Advent wreath in the past and then haven't had one for, year. you know, you just yeah. don't think about, but we should. And that's why we're talking about it today. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had yeah. one in my home. Like we've, we've had one in church, in our church now for quite a few years since, like I said, since we started it, I don't know, 15 or so years ago. And, but I don't know. It just never occurred to me to have it in my home. And it should, I'm like you, it should have. It should it's have. Like, yeah. It's that, it's, it just takes me back to that conversation that Shelly has in her book about that separation that we have between yeah. our, our church life and, and our everything else, our home life or our personal life or whatever. And that, yeah. that's such a, it should be an oxymoron. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because there should just be the one life right. for Christ and that's it. And yeah. So yeah, I think I think I want to I think I want to get one next year. I think I want to have one to to weekly remind myself of why why we're celebrating and yeah. I don't know. We also when when I was in Germany, we had the tiered candle uh that would uh, turn the windmill. It's a tiered windmill oh, yeah. and it had the four candles and it was an advent um, did you realize what it was at the time? You know, I think I did. I think I did. Um, but, you know, I was so young when I lived in Germany. But I do think I remember getting it for that reason. Yeah. And then over the years, that has been lost. I don't really know where it's at. I was oh. uh, thinking about it earlier today about that particular advent. Uh, I don't even know what those are called. Um, I used to know the name of them, but I can't remember. But it's basically a little windmill that turns. The candles turn the windmill. Oh. But anyway, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> Uh, so, um, what were some other, other, so the, the other, um, some other things that were symbolic were, were the poinsettia, um, the symbolism of the poinsettia. And I love the poinsettia. I think it's beautiful. And I do think it's, um, like, uh, so many things in life, we can find the symbolism of Christ. I think about the donkey with the cross on his back and yes. so, so many things, but the poinsettia originally came from Mexico, the plant is native to to the American continent. Um, it's introduced by um, Joel Robert Poinsett, an American ambassador who was in Mexico in 1828. And the flower um, has been cultured and cultivated in many different varieties. I wanted to tell what it symbolized. It's blooms at Christmas time with bright red flowers for the blood of Christ. The flower is star shaped with a radiant petal for purity, a white petal for purity. Um, for Christ and the gold star centers um, for the royalty of Christ. I thought that was really neat. So he saw that flower and thought of Christ and yeah, essentially is what it's saying, right? And so it just made him think of the flower of the holy night is how the Central Americans refer to it. So I wonder if they already, like, if, if in Central America, if they already had that flower as part of their religious ceremonies or whatever and then he's incorporated it into and brought it back to i don't know the united states that would be interesting to know like yeah if it was something y'all that- research that out <laughs> in the public and then put it on facebook and tag us <laughs> and let us know that would be interesting yeah oh uh, there were several things the wreaths and the garland um the nativity does your church do a nativity in with the hanging of the greens do they well 
We have one set up, but we don't like talk about what each of the elements. Is that what you mean? Well, um, or what is it? What does it say on there? This this uh, this nativity does talk about each. Um, well, not each element, but they do talk about the nativity as part of the as part of the hanging of the greens ceremony. And then they also had wreaths and garlands. Um, the wreath in the midst of the browns and the grays of winter. The green color comes to remind us of the freshness and hope of life that we have and that life continues. Um, and so does our life ever continue in Christ Jesus and the wreath, uh, a circle of evergreens remind us of the never ending love of God and, um, eternal glories he holds before us. So that was, was there scripture, was, was there scripture with the, with the, with the wreaths and garlands? Yeah. The scripture, scripture was Isaiah pass? 60, 13, and 14. The glory of Lebanon will come to you, the pine, the fir, the cypress together, and adorn the place of my sanctuary. I will glorify the place of my feet. The sons of your oppressors will come bowing before you. All who despise you will bow down at your feet and will call you the city of the Lord, Zion, the Holy One of Israel. So that was the... On the... on. What is it? Crosswalk.com. I found a list of uh, scripture reading, and I thought this would be, because it isn't necessarily intended to be done at Hanging of the Greens, but rather to be read on each of the Sundays. Mm. And so I really liked them. It had uh, a scripture reading for the first Sunday being Hope, Isaiah 9, 2, and then 6 through 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. What hope we have in that. Um, for, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time and from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And so for each of the those themes that I mentioned just a minute ago, the prep, the hope and preparation and joy and love, it gives just a scripture for each of those Sundays. Yeah. To really kind of, you know, hone in on the actual theme of, you know, whatever it is that you're, whatever does, doing. does your pastor speak of that? Like have his, have, have, have his messages through the Advent season uh, been along those lines? You know, some pastors really follow a church calendar and some, some don't necessarily do that. Yeah. He, he has not really. Um, no, we haven't. Uh, I think he's, pre- he's preaching what the Lord has laid on his heart for each, you know, yeah, for yeah. each Sunday. Yeah. I th- um, Ours kind of does both. Pastor kind of does both. He yeah, um, kind of takes the theme and then goes, you know, whichever direction that the... But he, yeah. he is pretty... Um, he stays pretty close to the church calendar in that regard. Yeah. He always has. Yeah. You know, like when it's Pentecost and when yes. it's nearing Easter and... Um, sure. Those kinds of seasons, you know what I mean, the church calendar in that regard. Yeah. Uh, back a while ago, I was I was gonna say because Martin Luther was from Germany. I was gonna say so the Christmas tree did also originate in Germany. I thought that was really neat. Yeah, uh, both well, of those. That things. was really interesting for you when you when you think yes. about having. Yeah, yeah, I really encountered that there. So uh, 
So I didn't I didn't finish reading about the tree a minute ago. I'm sorry. I got off track. An evergreen tree is a reminder that God comes to us and is ever living. Trees were first used in German paradise plays, portraying the creation of mankind. They were later decorated in the woods as part of the Christmas celebration and eventually being brought into homes. And then that's when it was saying about Martin Luther. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. So we covered the the tree and the advent candles and the like wreaths the, the and garlands. garlands the wreaths and the garlands is there any other specific uh symbol that you th- i think and i'm thinking of a couple more that we do so, well tell us what you well, do um the lights is kind of separate the lights are discussed and so you it what you read kind of included that when you read it about the christmas tree were the lights kind of on the lights are not on this list okay i have i mean the lights are in with the tree yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. So I think when we when we kind of do that part, like the lights, the, the tree and then the lights are talked about kind of, they're kind of separate, but they're right there together at the same time. Because then we light the tree, you know, Yes. after after we talk about that. What else? The um, the poinsettias, the window boxes. We, we do like, I think that's just part of our the lighting of the candles because we light candles in the mm-hmm. in the window boxes as well. Mm-hmm. Can you think of another? Um. So some people have specific ornaments on their tree um, and they have a specific um, meaning. And I can kind of tell you what some of those are. Um, The anchor, if you have an ornament that has anchors, the anchor reminds us that Jesus is our anchor, a sign of hope, sure and steadfast. Some people have um, the circle and the triangle on uh Christmas ornaments, the circle represents eternal life with no discernible beginning or end, and the triangle is a symbol for the Trinity. Um, the fish, of course, we know that. And I, so I can't ever say that word of what the fish acrostic is, but we know, we, you know what I'm talking about. The, the Yeah, what word is it? I've seen it before, but I can't say uh, it. I can't say that either. Okay. <laughs> but it's this. Ix, I don't. I don't know. this is kind of what it looks like. It's I X T H U S. this and it's the Trinity. It's um, uh, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and um, and then the Shepherd's Crook um, points us to Jesus as the Good Shepherd. Uh, so those are some symbolisms in ornaments that. Um, Does that make you want to? That makes me want to redo my ornaments on my tree. Well, I know I read all of those, and then yeah. um, then one of them uh, said a butterfly. Some uh, some people use the butterfly as, exemp- as it exemplifies Jesus Christ's resurrection from the dead and the new life that we have in Him. Uh, so, yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking next year I like need to revamp <laughs> everything. Like I need to redo everything at my house. I need to get my Advent wreath. I need to redo all my ornaments. Get some anchors yeah. and some butterflies and some yeah triangles and fish and <laughs> yeah. Well, it just makes you want to really evaluate oh absolutely it makes you want to evaluate what we place importance on and what we're um, thinking about during that time and um it made me think about that absolutely because i I mean i'm i decorate my tree because it's pretty because it's pretty pretty for decor and because i like it and because i you know i want it to shine pretty and all that and i yeah forget like it's so easy to forget no matter how gosh no matter how Intent you are in the beginning, you know what I mean? Like no matter yeah. how intent you are in really focusing your attention on Christ. I, I was thinking about that yesterday when I was thinking about all the people I still had to buy gifts for and, you know, every place I had to cook for and get my groceries bought and all those things. And 
it's just, and not, not that those things are bad. I don't want to not do those things, but I, I want to do them for the, for the purpose that they should serve, which is to um, just bring Christ to others and honor and glorify Him. And I, and I know that so often the way that I go about that, it, it doesn't. Or it, 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 it certainly isn't in my heart when I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I need to change that. Yeah. So um, there was a scripture reading with the with the ornaments, and it is um, Revelation twenty two twelve through fourteen and seventeen. Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give everyone t- according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to the tree of life, and may go through the gates into the city. The spirit and the bride say, come and let him who hears say, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. As we're, are we, are we into the, are we almost to the fifth, we're at the fifth Sunday, right? Before Christmas, are we at the fifth Sunday coming up? I don't believe there's been five Sundays, has there? Well, if you start from Advent, not in December. Not in, okay. Because that, that's sorry. the other important, I mean, that's the yes, other thing thank it's you. easy to forget is that Advent actually starts the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It's actually in November. Yes, yes. So when people are fussing about people having Christmas stuff up too early, <laughs> that's not really accurate because Advent begins before December ever gets here. Right. Um, so if you're one of those people who gets aggravated about it, just remember that Advent starts in the first Sunday, the last Sunday of November. So when you think about this is coming up, this coming this up is the fifth coming up is the fifth Sunday. Okay. And so the fifth Sunday is adoration. It's the remembering to adore Christ. John 1 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. I love that. Made his dwelling among us. One of that the beautiful comments that was made in that particular article about the, the scripture reading, it said one of the beautiful things, about much like Advent, because everyone in our church gets involved when we do Hanging of the Greens. People read different parts. Everybody hangs an ornament. Somebody else is bringing in all the stuff. Like, yeah. everybody gets involved. Um, and even if you don't necessarily bring in something or have a reading, every family member, like literally everybody in the church, comes and hangs an ornament on the tree. Right. So everybody's involved. But the But the point that was made here about the scripture reading was... That this is something that that any it doesn't have to be it's not your clergy that's necessarily doing this. You can invite anyone to come and stand and and read scripture and light the candle or whatever. And so yeah. I love that young or old can be involved when we just take the time to slow down and celebrate and remember what Christ has done and and what He is going to do, what He has done, what He is doing now, and what we expect in the future because of the hope that we have in Him and. More than yeah. anything, that's the that's the purpose. That's the slowing down. That's the stopping and remembering. And yeah, you know, I think more than anything, have to be so intentional to do that. That's what this reminds me of. Really. Yes, it's really the intentionality that goes into the decorations, the candles, the reading, the um, the ceremonies, or you know, whatever you want to call them. And just reminding us to bring it into our home, and we're speaking to ourselves as well as yes, just. I am for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. And um, we've got a good 
thing that we're working on for next week. So uh, we'll be back and we'll see y'all next time.